Hello, beautiful people. My name is Davi. I'm joined by Abe and Charlie. Welcome back to another Tony Tuesday. How you doing? We just watched episode five, and man, I feel like last season um, we get like a, a Christopher episode. Uh, but I think the first season was very centered around Christopher. But when we get those Christopher bits, they really stand out mm -hmm. and they really catch your attention. And you want to know, and you want to, like you said, you want to puzzle the pieces together and figure out who this man is and why he's like this. Um, and I want to know that that final scene um, where he throws out all his writings. Um, Charlie, what did that, what stuck out to you from that? Did you, did you get a, a symbol, a meaning from that? I mean, the only thing I can think of really is what Adriana was telling him that it, you know, it brought out feelings and stuff like that uh, in him. And maybe he doesn't want to go that route. Maybe he's afraid to, and that's why he's tossing everything aside. Um, to leave that and then just continue what he's been doing with the mob and the stocks and and whatnot. So um, yeah, I yeah, I'm on I'm on the same boat as you. I yeah. think he doesn't want to confront it. I think it brought out something out of him that, you know, I think scared him. Yeah. And he was like, Nah, uh, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. It's something that made him vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He's got to be a bad man. He's got to be you know masculine, and I think that's what what shook him. Hey, what do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to really, really think about it. I mean, like, I, I don't feel like the show has centered itself around Christopher. Although when it, when it does and it has these moments, the show is telling you like this is a very important character, mm -hmm. and I think there's parallels. Uh, uh, clearly, for me, there's parallels with him and Tony's character. Like they both go through shit and don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Tony has an outlet for it in terms of therapy when he goes, and then Christopher doesn't have that outlet. Uh, and you see how they deal with things in different ways. Like I think Christopher is one character that like is constantly self-destructing and he's always um, doing things that like blow up his, his attempts at things and, and he doesn't, he's not able to, to do things to the best of his ability. I think like one example is in the past, his writing stuff, his uh, trying to be like an A&R in music and that kind of thing. Um, the acting class, like he was like doing so well and like, he needed to, again, like once he confronts those feelings and they make him feel a certain way, he absolutely self-destructs everything that he built in that class. He built like this rapport with people. He built this reputation as a good actor, all of this. And he's like, it's making me feel a certain way. I can't confront it. I need to, to, to self-destruct. Um, and Tony has moments like that as well. Um, although he is able to even like talk about some things even with like Hesh and and his mm -hmm. therapist. So I don't know. I don't I, I Christopher is a character that puzzles me and I don't think we have the full picture yet. Um we don't have nearly as much backstory on him um, yeah. as we do for Tony. Um like the things about his father coming up. Like we know nothing about his dad other than the fact that he died young. I'm pretty sure he's related to Carmela's family. I'm not entirely sure how. Um but I wonder if more of that is going to come to the forefront of his character. And I, I wanna dig deeper and understand more so that we can we can really capture the essence of his character because um, even in the mob he does things that are self-destructive we went to italy yeah. he had this entire opportunity to to try to you know get make his case for being made and what does he do he just does drugs the entire time yeah, self-destructs self-destructs like mm -hmm. everything that he does is very self-destructive so it's strange that it's very very strange um and clearly there's there's motivations for that uh and i, I just want to understand more yeah, would you just say he's kind of caught in the wind with how Tony's Tony's generation is and the past generation is? 
versus his new generation and how his generation i think is transitioning towards more of a they're, like they're not fully there yet versus ours where like you go to therapy you talk about mm-hmm. your your your, 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 your the openness the openness stuff. so he's part i think he's part of that generation that is moving towards that mm-hmm. and maybe he can't it's harder for him to adjust and adapt to it yeah it's interesting because i think he you know the the organization that he works for is much more of the old mindset so I yes think, i think his struggle is caught between two minds of how to to really express himself in that way but I don't know. He he seems much less willing than someone like Tony, who is a generation above him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's where I want to understand, like, what is really holding him back? Um, it must have been something with his upbringing, to be honest. I, I just want to dig deeper into into why and what that is. And one thing that I uh, the question that I have is. I couldn't tell. I, I, I think I'm leaning more towards he's not going to be writing anymore, but I couldn't tell if like that last scene was like him just completely giving up on writing or him like fresh start fresh start yeah, yeah. as like uh you know maybe he is understanding the feelings now and trying to get into his writing and, and what he was writing before didn't necessarily have to do with any of that right because he was writing like mob stuff and he was very much in that mm-hmm. in that frame of mind of writing something like goodfellas but you know the scene that really uh, attached him to something was like losing a friend and and calling out to his his father for help metaphorically in the rebels got a cause scene mm-hmm. so i don't know I, i'm i'm very curious to see if if he progresses in that lane or if now this is just again another thing that he's kind of self-destructing and and giving up mm. i think with writing it's a lot different for him because that's i think that's his therapy um whereas tony has he goes to one, right? Mm. I think for Christopher, that's his therapy. That's what confronts his his deepest feelings, what he's what he's gone through. So I don't think he's ever going to let it go. I think we'll see moments where he goes back to it and starts to confront it and then will destruct. I think that's because I think that's something that's carried with him for a while. I think we saw that in, in the first season. Mm. Um, and I just think he'll always kind of go back to it to an extent. Yeah, potentially. I, to me, I didn't really see it that way. Though I, I saw it as something he kind of picked up as 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 he was trying to get an outlet, and then yeah. it didn't end up working. Mm-hmm. Like drugs, like anything that he mm-hmm. does, like he yeah. tries to find an outlet, and it ends up, you know, once he starts kind of confronting these feelings, he needs to back away for some some way. I would love for that to be the case for yeah. his character. I hope that that is because I think that would add a really interesting element to him to have this outlet of writing. Um, but I, I'm I'm curious. I don't I don't feel like I've seen enough in the show for me mm-hmm. to really believe that that's his outlet. Yeah, because I think the only reason I have that feeling is because we didn't we didn't get a true like conclusion to that. Right? He just mm-hmm. threw it out. You don't know. So that's then, why I'm just. And this is why I'm saying I feel like we need more context in the Christopher. Yeah. Like the show like teases you with like yeah. these really intimate moments of his character where you start to feel like you understand him, and then it shifts and it comes back and. I'm not saying it's, I, I think it's a good element of the show because it adds some mystery to his character, but I'm like itching to understand him way more than I actually do. Yeah. I just think it's just a great commentary on commitment too. True. It's like how a lot of us, how we commit to something and then we, we throw it out and then we come back to it. We throw it out. We do come back to it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, and that's Christopher. It's always been like, it's been like that with his drugs as well. It's been like that with his emotions mm-hmm. um, and how he reacts. Even his relationship with Adriana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's commitment issues. Mm-hmm. That's been like a forefront of who he is. Um, also, uh, Dr. Melfi and Tony Soprano. Um, we saw some very interesting parallels that came up where um, 
it seems like their relationship is going to take a turn. Um, it's it looks like it's more good. It's not going to be a therapist versus a therapist treating a client. It's just going to be like two friends speaking to each other mm. and just getting to know one another. Is that did you guys get that? I feel like from that first session and also the way she was speaking with her therapist. Yeah, in a way, I think it's a little bit more like, um, because what she was saying is like it's therapeutic for me. So it's almost like is that her? Therapy? He has a th he has a therapy sense. And th don't get me wrong, Tony's no therapist, but it's like for some reason for her, she has this feeling of needing to save him, and it's eating away at her the fact that she hasn't been able to. Um, and I think in that last therapy session, we really saw how the relationship is changing because before she had like strictly set the boundary of like don't tell me yeah. specifics names whatever um because if there are things that are illegal then she is like a kind of obligated to report those things right um but now we see tony you know flat out tell her Straight up and tells she her. doesn't push back no right she just challenges of like what his feelings were in that moment um, and the really interesting line that that he said was like, "I wish it was me in there." And then she was saying, she asked him, "Taking, uh, giving the beating, or taking it?" And he smiled and was like, introspectively thinking about it. Um, and I think that's super, super interesting. And both of them feel like they have like this sense of guilt um, that they don't know how to escape and they don't really know how to how to deal with it. Um, and I think it's really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, this this relationship is taking a, a turn. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna help each other, or do you think it's just gonna cause? It's gonna be like a roller coaster. I don't know. <laughs> I, to me, this is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's healthy either. Like, uh, great for Tony to go to therapy. I think he needs to be able to go back to therapy because um, clearly he was missing. You know, he went to go see Hesh. He's trying to have these conversations. Hesh is like not, yeah, not dealing with it well. He's like. Uh, tired all the time and he's like Tony's trying to tell him something and Hesh is going a whole different conversation so um, it, it, that was you know not quite working so I think that's why Tony decided to go back but Melfi's motivations for treating him I am not 100% sure they're ethical or I don't believe they're ethical and I think they're problematic yeah. is where I'm at. Charlie what do you think of, of Melfi's uh, actions versus last season? I mean, to be honest, the way that it's going, I feel, personally, I feel like it's going to be more productive. Mm. And the reason why is because she knows already who he is. He's been on the news. There's no reason There's no for hiding him anymore. to hide things anymore. That piece is true. Right. Mm -hmm. So now they get to actually get down to the specifics and not just surface level shit sure. about his therapy. Mm hmm can really talk about like what are you feeling what's messing you up what actions have you taken that is on your mind or you know you're second guessing about so even though it's an unorthodox and maybe unethical approach i feel like it's one that's going to help tony more mm. in the long run that that piece potentially I, potentially that piece i do agree with you i think the the more that you can dig in the more that he can be like truly honest about this kind of stuff because he doesn't even talk to Carmela about that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The only people who know about the, the details of that are the are the people in his crew. Yeah. Would you, sorry. Would I have one yeah, thing yeah. to add Go before ahead. I forget. The only pro the only uh Type part where I feel as though this could become a problem is when she starts giving him advice. Because then she's giving him advice at, uh to 
crimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she's basically like an accomplice to a crime. To a crime, yeah. And an advisor. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that. I, I, I agree with you in the sense where the, the more they dig into the details of what it is that Tony is feeling, the more that he might be able to accomplish and understand like what he's going through. Right. However, on her end, you know, the conversation with her therapist, I don't think she felt truly um, like anybody else was justifying her actions, right? Like her mm-hmm. therapist at the end didn't feel like he was, he was saying, oh yeah, you should do this. Like he, he mm-hmm. was definitely like, cautioning her on that. The other thing too is, I think it's more, it's riskier for Melfi than it is for Tony at this point. Because the risk for him at first was, you know, his guy's not accepting him for it. Mm-hmm. And he's already told them. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Now he found out his dad had it. So right. even more of a reason for him to continue therapy. Sure. Uh, for Melfi, it's a problem because she's still at risk. If the cops, like the FBI, whatever, finds out stuff about that, they're going to question her. They could even arrest her because mm-hmm. she's an accomplice to everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the exact line of this because like I'm trying to understand it because I know in the beginning, like in the beginning of the show, she tells him, like, don't tell me about like legitimate crimes and stuff. But then there's also like the the patient client uh, patient and um, doctor privilege. Like you, you're not able to disclose right. things based yeah, on what you're talking about murder and you're talking about that stuff. Yeah. Those if, <laughs> I think if you are intending on hurting other people or hurting, harming yourself, then like uh, a therapist has the right to be yeah. able to report that. Yeah. There, there's also a moment early, I think in season one where or towards the end of season one where junior, you know, he finds out about Tony seeing a, a, a shrink and he refers to a previous mob member or something that the reason they got caught is because the shrink mm. ratted him out mm. so there's that concern as well like i don't feel like melfi would rat him out but i feel like she would be obligated to if questioned by the authorities mm-hmm. so yeah yeah totally possible a question for uh, dr melfi and tony's relationship now um currently would you guys say that um in order for tony to grow in order for tony to see change in his life and his mental health, his relationship ha- with her has to go in an ethical route, or can it even stay in a patient, you know, in a kind of in a, a ethical way? What do you, you guys? You think? mean like, does it need to be more than a patient doctor? Yeah, in order. Yes, in order for him to see the growth and actually improve, or do you think, like, no, it has to stay, you know, a patient? I yeah, don't think- that's a really good question. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it, it's tough because it's there are very few people that we have seen Tony respect their opinion and what they say. Um, you know, whether it be Carmela, his family, people within his organization, mm-hmm. it's very few people. Um, I think at times he has respected those things from Melfi, and at t- like he t- he picks and chooses what he agrees with from what she says and what what he doesn't. Um, I think in this scene that we saw where they finally returned to therapy, they are kind of like a little bit more accepting of each other as they are. Yeah. Is, is kind of what I got from it. Um, whether that will lead to positive things, I'm not sure. Um, but I do think it will be a more honest and, and um, unfiltered approach to therapy or whatever this relationship is at this point. It's just the body language in that scene was crazy too from Dr. Mm-hmm. Melfi's uh, point of view. Like she was so giddy. Is that just mm-hmm. me? Like I just felt like she was she was happy that Tony was there. Yeah. I th- I think she well, felt I think yeah. she felt justified in the sense where 
you know, she wanted to go back and be his therapist again and felt like this need to be able to whatever it may be. We I say saving Charlie is, you know, convinced that uh, you know, she has some sort of romantic inkling towards Tony, which could be the case. I could be wrong. Um, but for whatever reason, like she knew somewhere deep down that Tony would be willing to go. That's why she left that hour open. So I felt like she felt kind of justified in her, her reading of that. Yeah. I mean, would you say she knew he would be willing to go because he has? Yeah. He, he's reached out, yeah, right? Like he's she, reached out and has a, he has a, he had a sexual desire for her. Yeah, well. th that and also like he came to her to come back to therapy and obviously yeah. she cussed him out and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. The reason I feel the the what I feel supports my theory more so now of her having some sort of romantic feeling for Tony is her therapist asking her that question. She's like, what are what is that you're not telling me, Jennifer? Mm hmm. And then she's like, I don't know, and like contemplating or whatever. He's basically trying to, how I saw it, he's basically trying to get out of her, yeah. like, I like him. Yes. Sort of thing. So right now I do feel like she likes him as a person, whatever, yeah. relationship, uh, patient and client relationship, but or patient-doctor relationship, but I feel as though it's, the feelings have been developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, I'm wrong. I, I think I, I think you're right in the sense that there are feelings developing. My only question is whether they are actually romantic or not. Because mm -hmm. the way that she responded to the question, I believed her. I believed her when she said no. And then I believed in the fact that she was like, he has this little boy quality. Yeah. And for me, I got that as very, as Davi mentioned, I think he said maternal. Mm -hmm. In a sense of like, I need to save him. I feel this desire, um, this need to keep him safe. And I think that throughout the conversation she's had with him, understanding his relationship with his parents, his mother specifically, she knows that he has a lack of that. And she, for some reason, feels fulfilled in trying to fill that void, yeah. right, of nurturing him. Um, that's how I get it. I could be completely wrong. She could be just completely lying to the therapist and herself. That's also, mm -hmm. that's the other side of it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, when she described it then, I believed her. Well, because that's the thing with Melfi, though. What what Chase has crafted is that she is a genuine person. You look mm -hmm. at her and when she's on screen, when she speaks, everything that comes out of her mouth, you, you tend to believe. You yeah. tend to be like, no, yeah, I agree with you. She's a very genuine person, mm -hmm. very intelligent as well. So that's why you're watching her and you're like, oh. But she's yeah. imperfect as yeah. well. Yeah, she is. She yeah. is imperfect. But I don't hurt. She's so genuine. She's so genuine and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And man. I also I, think uh, just storytelling wise, Tony has women in, in his life that are, you know, he doesn't have a good relationship with them, as we've stated several times. His mother, Carmela, uh, he does, her, their marriage is in shambles. He has his mistress, uh, She's just an object to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm like, there has to be one woman that works out for Tony. That's why I feel, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I think of Melfi sometimes. But. Yeah. But I think, again, like all of his relationships with women that have had some sort of positive serves light purpose. do serve a purpose, but they're all somewhat sexual. Yeah. I think there is a need for him to be nurtured in a way, like in a maternal relationship that he has not gotten from any of them, um, not even Carmela. That too. And yeah. I think that that's where the biggest need for him in this relationship with Melfi is. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, but I sure. but I think he conflates, I, I think he confuses the feelings sometimes. And I, I mean, he might have sexual, he 
I think his sexual desires sometimes for Melfi are um, real and true, but I think that the issue is the nurturing that he feels conflates with sexual desire of like, I trust this person. So now right. in turn, I, I feel like I want to have sex with them and I feel in love with them. Mm-hmm. That's where I get it from. I don't think the primary motivation is sex. I think that's a secondary thing brought in by the maternal and nurtured feeling that he feels from her. That's mm-hmm. where I get, I that, get that. Yeah, from. no, that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good thought too, because there, the, to, there's a, there's some stuff to support that, that Melfi tells him at one point, I think about, I forget what it's called, but it's like basically something where people fantasize having sex with their mother. Yeah, it's the Oedipus complex like and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Essentially, so it's like she is becoming a mother figure to him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's thinking these things and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology is crazy. Very <laughs> wild. Yeah, very it's, wild. It's Freud, Freud would have loved this show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Freud would have loved this. It's awesome that we can have discussions like this and talk about that. But um, uh, Polly. That dynamic pussy, Furio now coming in, mm-hmm. um, Tony taking a step back. Uh, wh- wh- where, where, where you guys head at with that? Like, where Ooh. you guys at? Furio is here to because yeah, because Fu- yo, that's why. Like, that's why I said last time to him, like, bro, Furio, Furio is like that's to- that's gonna be Tony's guy, bro. Yeah, it's that's gonna Very be his. So. That's his sideman. That's his partner. Now. I feel like that's his dude. That it's like a no questions asked type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas with even with uh, Paulie, who's like his right hand man. Uh, throughout this whole thing, has, it's like there are moments where it's almost like you know, Polly will ask questions or mm-hmm. be unsure. About Polly stuff. has a little bit more of a screw loose, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not Furio. Like, it's like, yo, jump off this bridge, okay, boss? Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I think um, and multi points to this. I think at uh, one point I might have disagreed um, with Davi saying that he was coming in as uh, kind of his like right hand, kind of uh, like a. Mikey Palmis with Junior. Yeah, um, Richie I, to I, Junior as well. Yeah, I think now I'm seeing that a, a lot more um, in this sense. Um, although I do think like Polly is okay with this arrangement too because he's kind of moving yeah, on up in the more. rankings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think he's kind of his uh, his attack dog now, especially yeah. in the sense of like how brutal he is. Like I think I think Tony definitely saw that in Italy and saw how. They treat like any sort of matter, and they're like, "We need some of that shit." Um, Plus, he's smiling he's in the younger. car. He's younger than Paulie. He's, he's and younger, and Silvio. he's incognito. He's a person yeah. that doesn't exist and doesn't have any like within the the FBI and what they know right. from our from what yeah. we know, right? Like yeah, because he came over. He's a yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's basically a ghost. Yes, he's mm-hmm. basically a ghost for now. Um, and he he's no basically in the US. yeah. They have no idea who this person is. They think they have this entire web mapped out. So personally. From in terms of like mob moves, is Tony playing Tony, it well? Tony's <laughs> thinking as clearly as ever. He, he, bro, it's crazy. Like he cannot think clearly about anything except for mob moves. I swear, like everything that he does for the mob, in my opinion, for mo- most of the stuff that he's done, has been like the spot on, correct yeah. move. And I think this again is another piece. He's like, I need to step back. There's too much heat on me. I take a shit. It's on the news. Tony Soprano. He's the boss. He took a shit. Oh my god! Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I need to, I need to be able to take a step back and allow things to to move around to kind of, you know, throw them off my scent a little bit, um, and to let the heat die down also potentially. So uh, I think it's good moves. I think that there's a couple repercussions of that. Obviously, we see where um, Pussy is kind of feeling slighted, although obviously we he's don't talking know, to this like, agent. Yeah, we, we don't know with Pussy what's going on with him. Yeah, is I mean, he, we we know he, he's he he's, he's ratting, he's ratting, he's, he's ratting. informing, he's trying to you know. Um, 
play along while also giving tidbits of information. But uh, I think that Tony has kind of suspected this all along and all the way. Um, and obviously, I think there's too much heat right now for him to do anything about pussy. Yeah. So he needs to kind of like keep him at arm's length, right? Like he can't be too close, obviously, because, you know, too much information is not a good thing. He can divulge that to the to the feds. Um, but he needs to keep him within the group to make him feel like, you know, to keep an eye on him, basically, also. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Man. It's solid uh, episode. I uh, loved it. Very good episode. This is probably my favorite one from this season. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, now Furio's going to be working at Artie's, too. And I wonder how Artie's dynamic will play a role into all of this. Um, because he's still there. You know, that's still Tony's friend. It's still one of his best friends. Um, his wife's not liking it. Yep. So I wonder how that narrative will play a role um, in the future. Because it definitely, it's definitely going to, something's going to go down. Yeah, this is just continuing that. Yeah, I mean that storyline. The thing with Furio is he doesn't give two shits, bro. And and freaking uh, Artie's wife, if she says something wrong, <laughs> something that Furio's not good with, oh, he's crazy. You saw bro. he has no issue yeah, with hitting women. Oh my yeah, god, he's yeah, crazy. He's a psychopath. He's, yeah, it could be bad. It could be bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would like to think. I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> try to like create any sort of like empathy for him in that sense but like i would like to think that he can separate like the two in terms of his work in Artie's restaurant versus his work yeah. with tony's crew but right it's yet to be seen i i feel like he's relatively even when it comes to business yeah i think he yeah we don't know if he's yeah, like a little head or not yeah but know. we saw but we saw in italy like the that one scene where the the kid uh, is like doing firecrackers or whatever and like it escalates into the, them slapping the crap out of the kid and the mom comes and they beat the heck out of her too i was like dude yeah, like it's really not that serious. So yeah. who knows? He probably could do something completely unhinged that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Tony's business. We we don't know. Yeah, but they know. but in Italy, I feel like they run stuff way more than they actually have influence in Jersey, mm. because you saw the cops literally roll by when all that was happening, and they did nothing. Right, <laughs> right. They have the cops? They have a lot more power out there. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's where Tony wants to be now. Yeah, he wants to grow into that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but yeah, we'll I'm see. sure he would love that. We yeah. shall talks, see. <laughs> True. We shall see. But y'all, thank you so much for watching and listening to this reaction and discussion. Uh, please comment your thoughts and like this video. And guys, see you soon for more Tony Tuesday. Stay beautiful, y'all. Peace.